This is the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. Inside, you'll learn how to build, grow, and scale your digital marketing agency all from the comfort of your favorite coffee shop. Let's get started with the show. All right. Welcome to the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast, the podcast where we interview successful digital agency owners about how they started, built, and grew their agencies, giving you a behind-the-curtains access on ways to grow your agency as well. So if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I encourage you to subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. And then if you're there, give us a review on iTunes. Um, also, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and hit the little notification bell so you know each time we uh, release a new episode. So today we have with us Aaron Meyer with Full Circle Media. Aaron, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> How are things going today? Uh, things are peachy keen. I can't complain. <laughs> I love every time you say that. That's such a Southern term, peachy keen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Aaron, we love starting out these podcasts, learning about how people got into owning an agency in the very first place. So I like to ask like growing up, what was your dream job? Like, what did you want to be when you grew up? I, uh, my actual dream job growing up, I loved Legos. So when I was probably like, I don't know, eight, nine, 10, that age where you're just playing with toys and stuff. Yeah. I had a massive bucket of Legos and I Lincoln logs, like everything. I just like to build things. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then finally when I got to college, I looked at, Oh man, I'd love to be an architect. That would be nice. Yeah. Uh, and I looked over at, uh, university of Arkansas at uh -huh. their architecture program and it was really top notch, but then, uh, being the, idiotic freshman that I was or going to be aren't they uh, all <laughs> yeah yeah I uh went to the program and did a whole walkthrough and campus tour and all that stuff and I asked uh one of the students you know how do you like it you know what do you think and almost all of them said it's a lot more work than you think it actually is coming in yeah like you solely have to be dedicated to do this like this is a job and I was like, good talk. <laughs> good to know, not going yeah. down that road. <laughs> I think I'm not going to do architecture anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, that was, that would be the dream job. But looking back on it now, it's kind of a blessing because I see architects now and it's, it's slim pickings. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. So. Yes, it is. It's funny you said that. I have a friend that's actually at University of Arkansas in the architecture oh. program right now <laughs> nice so i know exactly what you mean it is a lot of work a lot a lot yeah. more than a lot of other um majors so so oh, yeah. yeah so what so you decided not to be an architect and what avenue did you take next so what did you actually major in uh, so i majored in marketing uh at arkansas state university and uh go what was then indians now yeah. red wolves uh but yeah, I majored in marketing, and the reason I did marketing was just because I felt that that was the best avenue to go that I could possibly own a business, because I knew I wanted to own some sort of business. Did not know what it may, might be, mm -hmm. but I felt marketing would be the best avenue for that. 
So what um, made you decide that, like, what made you say, I want to own a business? Is that something like your family has always been involved in? Like, how did that, that passion come about? Because like, I come from a long line of, of business owners. So like, it's inbred into me. <laughs> so I always wonder if other people are the same way or if it's just, you know. Yeah, it's on my family side, there's only been uh, a great uncle that owned a business. Mm-hmm. That's it. So uh, there's no entrepreneurial gene or anything in me. I'm not going to say I have a long family line of, yeah. of dominating the world in business. But <laughs> um, no, it was just something that I just knew it was just something that I wanted to do. I don't know what avenue that may look like. That could have been something of something in retail or something of just owning a property management company or whatever. I mean, there, it didn't matter what it was. Yeah. I just knew if, if, if I went down the business owner aspect, mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneurial, I know it's a catchy term that everybody throws around now, but um, the, the business owner aspect that I could have multiple avenues of doing various things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of what I wanted to do. I, I just wanted to own a business and be able to not just help myself, but help others and then take that avenue and go do more things that I want to do. Yeah. I like it. Well, and if majoring in marketing, no matter what business you had, you need marketing. So it was a yeah. applicable to all of those. So, so you graduated with a marketing degree. Then what happened? Uh, then I got my first real job, a uh, big boy job. Uh, with the with the local television station here in Jonesboro, and I sold uh, television and digital advertising. Nice. Um, yeah. So that was a little scary, just because um, it was the first real job where you're gonna have to like push yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, back then, I don't know if they still do it now, but back then it was you have a year guarantee Mm -hmm. but it was super super low and uh with that guarantee your goal was to not only break past that guarantee but like practically double it so that when you go into your year two you don't have that guarantee and you're doing just fine yeah you've built up a big book of business yeah um but yeah got into that i actually got into that job because i did an internship with the marketing department at the hospital here st bernard's Nice. And uh, unbeknownst to me, they sent my resume to KIT and KIT called me out of the blue and said, hey, we don't have any job openings, but I've heard good things and let's just have coffee. So, yeah. So that's how I got that job. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, I didn't think about this until just now. You and I have known each other for a little while, but if you were at KAIT the same time that I was in Jonesboro, we were competing against each other because I was selling radio ads and you would have been selling TV ads. (laughs) So depending on what years it was, which I'm not going to reveal on here what years those were, but you and I could have (laughs) been probably competitors. Yeah. What are you talking? Two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Same here. (laughs) So how long were you at the TV station? Oh, I was there for seven years. Yeah. Seven years. The last six months, eight months or so, I actually moved into the management role, the local sales manager. And looking back on it, I got a big old taste of corporate world. Um, And I figured really quick that uh, 
poop travels downhill in the birdcage in a corporate <laughs> world. So <laughs> I am the bottom of that birdcage. <laughs> so I, I, I quickly was like, oh, I don't think this is for me. Um, and I, one of my first clients that I ever got and one of the biggest contracts that I first signed when I started at KIT was a um, local car dealership mm-hmm. uh, here in Northeast Arkansas, Glen Sang, and spoke with them a little bit um, and just had the best relationship um, with them. And I would talk to them um, upon going to my exit, uh, unbeknownst to KIT, um, <laughs> or the local television station, but um, I, I talked to them and, and he was at the point to where he had four locations. He was handling all the advertising. He needed somebody to yeah. um, make sure everything was going where it needed to be and, and being in the right places. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we struck an agreement that he would start and own Full Circle Media with the conclusion going forward that I would be a partner in it. Um, but yeah, after that was my exit of, of, of being in broadcast television selling broadcast tv and then so. becoming your own uh, your own agency owner or co-owner and making your own decisions and going out there and doing everything yourself so yeah yeah there's there's sure? there's two of us and it's basically um i handle all the selling and administrative and all the digital end of it uh-huh. uh and then brad our videographer does all the creative work as far as any graphics, print media, uh, pictures, videography. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. What all services do you have inside that agency? <laughs> wide variety for uh, right now. A wide variety, yes. Uh, right now, our our I guess three would be uh, social content scheduling, okay, um, videography, uh, and websites. That's kind of the three that you know, out of all of the um, different industries and businesses that we're working with, uh, it all basically narrows down to those three. Gotcha. Um, so, but that doesn't mean we also don't do any Facebook ads, lead gen, um, chat bots, they all that fun stuff. The categories, depending on where they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I, I, I like to keep it more custom. Yeah. Because I, each business is absolutely different. I, I feel like even even when you talk to people in the same industry, yeah. uh, or in the you know you could talk to a realtor and this realtor would be like, well, I don't need Facebook content or any social content scheduling, um, but I don't need videos. I actually need you know reputation management or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the digital marketing world, you kind of have to be able to either a know how to do it or b know who does a really good job that you can contract it out. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> so you and I, I'm cheating a little bit here because you and I had a conversation the other day about uh, some clients that you've got. And I would love to go down that avenue of, you know, maybe not talking about the fun stuff, not so fun stuff, but you had to let a, a client go recently. Um, yes. So one, let's go back and talk about this client and what you, what you got him into your agency for. I know he was a video production client. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about how that all, how it went from finding him, getting to know him, getting him on board. And then we could talk about the exit after. 
the long overdue exit. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we had this, um, we, to get this client, basically we were calling around on some local Jones world businesses that we felt could be good prospects for video production. Um, typically if they're single location, um, and in an industry that maybe not be uh, high revenue. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, if it's retail or stuff like that, um, yeah. they're typically not a good candidate, but we came across this, um, who this prospect who had seven locations across Missouri and Arkansas. Um, oh, I didn't even know that seven locations. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Seven locations. Um, I think two were in Missouri, five were in Arkansas and, um, they, we reached out to them and talked about how, um, we'd really just want to start the discussion as far as video production and just sit down and chat and see if, you know, we could help you guys out. Um, and it was absolutely pure luck because the person that we talked to had said, yeah, we actually just talked about in a meeting last week, they meet every Monday. Um, that uh, we need to look at doing more video production and mainly video production for their customers or you know patients or what have you yeah that they can have resources to go to rather than you know asking a doctor or calling and all that stuff mm -hmm. so i was like perfect we know exactly what to do uh so we had the meeting we talked with them and we explained them look what we'd really like to do is is something um what we kind of call like a weekly show model, but it wouldn't be a show. Uh, basically, we're gonna take all the knowledge that you guys have, um, not only at this location, but your other locations, and uh, we'll shoot four videos a month, basically kind of talking head um, mm -hmm. with some graphics, and um, we can set it up on your YouTube channel and get everything up and going so you have all those links and everything's all good. Yeah. And that initial conversation and presentation went great. He was on board. He loved it. Uh, they signed on. And um, after about the second, second or third month, we, we ran into what I would call a snafu. <laughs> but uh, that after the agreement was signed and we've already gotten paid for two months, yeah. he mentioned and, and wrote an email saying, hey, let's not... Uh, set this on a recurring payment uh, because we actually um, want to make sure we have all the videos done and properly. And by that time, we were already shooting some of the talking heads for the first month. Yeah. And so <laughs> we we ran into um, that issue of where payment was delayed because of on their end timing wasn't as important. Um, so, so were there warning signs and, and lights flashing? Like, are you looking at that point where you're like, this is not going good. Like something's off here. At the time it was subconsciously. Yeah. I was thinking, hmm, you know, I know they got a lot on their plate cause they were mm -hmm. doing, they were looking at doing some other things as far as like, um, doing some more outside advertising as far as radio or tv or whatever stuff that they gotcha. probably had on their plate they you know this is a client resource videos they probably didn't see as top priority um so that was subconsciously is what i was i guess the lies i was telling myself <laughs> rather than being <laughs> like back, we always can see it looking back yes exactly it, now it's like 
you know, fire alarm, like, yes, <laughs> let's shut this down. Um, yeah, so what initially started in February, early March, uh-huh. um, drug out all the way to 10 months. Okay. Uh, yeah, in November, and we still hadn't even finished the original eight videos that were paid for. Um, all due to a delay in him answering emails. Uh, it would be a month. Um, and he, his ideas on the videos uh, would change halfway through. So a- after about, after four, four to five months, we were like, all right, let's just work to get these eight videos done and get it off our plate and yeah. say we're, we're done. So yeah. that took, that took about 10 months to actually have that <laughs> get across. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. So what did you learn from going forward? What could you have changed with this particular client? Do you think? Uh, I think with, the way we probably should have just stuck to our guns. Um, I think we allowed a, a little too much um, uh, creativity on the client's end. <laughs> we set the expectations <laughs> yeah. up front yeah. of, of what those videos uh, would portray and what kind of what they would look like. Um, but I think going down the line, um, we didn't stick to our guns and say that's not what we originally talked about if we go down that route we may have to charge more because of x y and z yeah um so because i i wouldn't i wouldn't mind doing it yeah uh if we would have got paid for the extra hours <laughs> that we were doing isn't that the truth isn't that yeah. the truth? You and I are a lot alike when it comes to just Southern politeness and we want to think the best of people and, and just, you know, Oh, he really just, he really wants to do this, but he's just yeah. the off. And <laughs> <laughs> I am the, I am guilty of that above anyone else. So. Yeah. I, my, my wife, it has, <laughs> my wife is polar opposite of me when it comes to new people. I, I instantly meet someone and I'm like, yeah, I, I trust them. We're you know, they, yeah, they could, <laughs> they'll watch the dog tonight. Let's go out. You know, <laughs> my, my wife's more like, no, they could be a killer. <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little too far. Yeah. Yeah. So since then, have you changed anything that you do when it comes to getting new clients as far as contracts, things like that? Is there anything that this crazy scenario has changed the way you do business or the way you go after business even because I know when we talked in the beginning a while back ago that like that person seemed like the ideal like golden client I remember you being like they want to buy all their own equipment and they're going to set up a studio and it just it like sounded amazing and I was honestly pretty darn jealous over this client I was like how how did he do this I, I am not going to lie. When they signed on and talked about, hey, what do we need to set up our own studio? And we gave them all the plans that they bought. We didn't even buy it. And um, yeah, I mean, we were like, oh, yeah. And then we thought, big grand scheme of things, we take the success that we're going to create with this client and take it across basically Multiple. the nation yeah. and hit yeah. up Multiple. this whole industry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we It'd be fantastic. But it just 
I, I think looking back on it, what we've now done and what we are doing mm-hmm. is basically a, a lovely agency SOP. What are the standard operating procedures for a video production client? And where are the checks and balances on where the client agrees to X, Y, Z, and then mm-hmm. we produce X, Y, Z. Obviously there's always some little value add that you could provide, yeah. but, but that's icing on top of the cake yeah, that, yeah. you know, that's just, Hey, since we're here, let's just do this. Um, it's not a ton of hours. <clears throat> so yeah, that's, that's what we're working on. <laughs> My motto, if anybody listens into digital agency insiders is fail and fail often because we learn so much when we fail and not saying that you failed at all. I'm not saying that, but I'm like client relationships are not easy. They're difficult and everyone is going to be drastically different. Yes. So figuring out what works with some and doesn't work with others. It's just a checks and balance system that just, it changes all the time. Um, so I'm, I'm proud of you. I know that that doesn't, <laughs> Feel like I should be proud of you. I'm sure you're you're just like upset and mad, and I'm glad you shared the story with us because I have a feeling that there's lots of agency owners who have faced the exact same thing, as far as just nightmare clients. I know I've had my fair share of them that just doesn't make life any easier for us at all. And you wanna you wanna maintain good relationships, but sometimes you just gotta cut them loose. So well, that's one thing we did talk about. So how did that whole cutting them loose? conversation like how did that happen uh well it actually came down to where um we were in approaching close to month 11 we we were we were a month out to being on month 11 and um and i wrote an email uh, saying because we were looking to reschedule to reshoot this video and just the, the voiceover. Reschedule, 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 reschedule. Oh. reschedule. <laughs> yeah. I shot, or I, yeah, in a month time span, I shot three emails. First, looking to reschedule. Second, again, trying to look to reschedule. And then lastly, not a demanding email, but just saying, hey, you know, we're, we need to get this off of our plate. And here's why. And if I don't hear from you from X date, which was about five days out, mm-hmm. then we're going to just send you what we got and we're going to wipe our hands clean of, of this project. And you can't say you didn't try. <laughs> yeah. Well, lo and behold, I got an email back the next day uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. But yeah. And then when it came down to it, <laughs> uh, we look to reschedule to well, shoot he, I that. Say, so he wanted to schedule it at that yeah, time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we worked to reschedule and then, uh, the time didn't work for him, what he could do. And, um, then he finally wrote back, just send me what you got. I know you need this off your plate. <laughs> so so that, that I, I think me that he knows that he was the, the, the roadblock in all of this. That yeah. He was the one that was causing all the issues. Yeah. And, and what with video production clients, I feel like it's, it's a guessing game. If they're going to really value a your time, but B your work. And you, you really have to go into those pre-production meetings or prospect meetings, really just getting a feel of like, what do they like? What do they don't like? And if they like good work and realize, Hey, 
you know, if they're asking questions, is this going to cost me anything? <laughs> that's a that's a minor red flag of I don't know if we might be a good fit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So much learned from that. Well, I, I I think for us right now, we're we're looking to as far as video production clients. Yeah. We're going into January to where and I don't know when this will air, but when we're going into the new year and we've got three like brand new prospects all based on quality um nice. demonstrating first off a we know what we're talking about mm -hmm. um but b showcasing some of the work we have done mm -hmm. and them being impressed and not going the cheap route um because we yeah we've had we've had a discussion to where uh, someone locally is looking to grow they're opening a second location and they actually reached out to us and said look we're needing quality video we realize that what we have been has been video but it just hasn't been real brand storytelling quality mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and well shot and all that fun stuff so they actually reached out to us, which it was something we kind of wrote them off. We had a we had a meeting there and discussion months ago, three or four months ago. So and you wrote them. So that's a big key thing there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you think that you can just like let them go, they're not gonna be a client. Don't ever stop following up. Never stop following up. Yeah. So how many times did you did you guys meet once and then you talked like three or four times and then you were just like, hey, I'm moving on. Yeah, so we we initially approached them mm -hmm. and um, shot them a cost on on we were looking at a monthly retainer. And when we talked about some of the possibilities, of what we could do, mm -hmm. um, social videos, brain videos, all that stuff. And they said, mm, that seems a little high. Uh, I know the this market goes for you know X amount, which was like a fourth of the cost of what we were shooting. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> we said, okay, well, the lowest we could actually go is this, and it wasn't even close to what their price they mentioned. Yeah, um, it was basically to where we were still going to make some profit, but we were going to have them on the client that we can help help them grow. Yeah, uh, to where they need to be. So. Um, we stuck to our guns and said, you know, this is, this is it. And she's like, I just can't afford that right now. And we said, okay, well, if you have any questions or need any help or anything like that, feel free, yeah. shout out. We'd love to help you. Um, and did not follow up, didn't send any, Hey, how are things and blah, blah, blah. But I'm um, guessing that she went out and tried that cheaper route. Well, she, uh, she little did we know that, she was actually looking to open a second location mm -hmm. in Nashville. Um, and with Nashville came a lot more presence that you're going to have to have. Um, mm -hmm. Because this, this business was, um, they had multiple aspects of their business. Uh, they shipped it. They also did, you can come in, but they also did prep. Um, there's a lot to it. Yeah. But she realized that, Hey, if this is going to be an actual brand, we need quality and not just someone local that, you know, run and gun. Yeah. So yeah, she, she remembered us and reached out and said, Hey, let's talk. And 
I remember when we even <laughs> when we were discussing, uh, we were talking about doing just a brain video and a service video because I have about three services that are their core services. Yeah. And she was like, "Well, can we just do this monthly retainer that we talked about? Can we just do that? Let's just." And <laughs> we <laughs> we <laughs> I actually I I told her I said, "Look, I I don't want to do that right now." let's put that in our back pocket because right now the main focus is getting this brand and this service. And then once we get that, we can focus more on actual videos for like, you know, testimonials, any like case studies, brand ambassadors, social videos, all that fun stuff. So going to be a successful client for you. And I know that because you put your own interest to the side and did what was best for that business in that moment. I'm proud of you. That, that could not have been easy though. I mean, like you have the possibility of guaranteed money every single month and you're like, nope, we really need to focus on this right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was going to turn into, you know, over well over, you know, I mean a couple of thousand, tens of thousands of dollars for the year. Yeah. But I, I just wanted to focus on, Hey, let's just get the quality and the message down for you. Mm -hmm. And then we can start cranking it out. Um, I, and I in her head, she's like, this guy is not just trying to take my money. He actually wants to do what's best for my brand. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, from the previous client that we had to let go, it's a little bit of a safety net for us to see <laughs> how they truly work. Something. <laughs> yeah. We may get into this and it's 10 months down the road and we're just yeah. like, oh. Nope. Done. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for sharing all of this stuff with our viewers. I hope they found it interesting. And if you're watching this and you want to hear more about Aaron Meyer, join our Digital Agency Insiders Mastermind. Uh, if you go to digitalagencyinsiders.com, we've got a two-week trial for you. You can go in there and check out an in-depth interview with Aaron about that golden client that we thought we had, as well as some more stuff from him. So we'll see you guys next time. You've been listening to the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. For more tutorials on growing your digital marketing agency, make sure to visit digitalagencyinsiders.com.